Before we begin, let us pay our final respects to a true dignitary of our world with our true national anthem. Yes, Liz loved herself a good round of Wii Sports Bowling every now and then. Why do I feel like somebody's going to pull a national treasure to find that gold Wii? Somebody better keep that under lock and key, like, forever. It has been one very long month, but guess what? A surprise, motherfucker! The king is back! I almost got that lined up. Welcome listeners of Podcast Illuminate. Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. It's been a hot minute. Glad to be back. I don't really have much else to say. Either way, just good to be back. Back mm-hmm. on the scene. Yes. A little, t- little tired today. We are back. Way. We're a little tired, a little worse for wear. Mostly because it's been a pretty not great summer for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Yeah. When you get to a certain age, summer stops being fun and just starts being just a season you want to get over with because the days are hot everyone's out doing stuff you just want to get it over with I like that there's sun out longer that's a that's pretty nice because mm-hmm. I'm noticing it's getting a bit darker earlier again now which means I gotta brace myself for the colder seasons where it's five o'clock and I can't see past me without a light. Yeah, that always sucks. Like, who's gonna fucking go to bed at five o'clock? Like, at least eight o'clock is, like, a time people sleep. I mean, weird people sleep at eight o'clock, but still. One of those things, but, uh, yeah. In case any of you out there haven't noticed, uh, yes, this is our first main show in a month doing part to uh, various extenuating circumstances that have prevented us from coming back to do this. I'll just say on my end, um, it's been a rough summer. A lot of things have happened and I just needed a little bit of a break to regroup and recharge and decompress and get my mind back in order. All you really can do is decompress and get your stuff back in yes. order. Mm-hmm. Yes, and with the, and with the show uh, continuing on, a little bit of change goes a long way. For for one, uh, yes, there is now a season X in front of all of this because I'm starting to run out of numbers. And why not go the Mega Man route of X and X two and X three and you know why not keep that gimmick going for a little while longer. Ah, uh, we're going Roman numerals now. I see how it is. Uh, uh, okay. Eventually, we'll read we'll, we'll, we'll podcasts over the ADX advent. Lord. Uh, I'm gonna be fucking old if we get to that far and reach ZX advent. Uh, who's to say what'll happen in the future? I'm also trying out some different audio plug-in combinations to make the sound a little bit more professional and not like it's being produced by an undergrad 
who uh, is still trying to learn how to actually mix audio properly. But hey, baby steps, even if it's been five years. Uh, I mean, I'm not particularly great at editing either, so I feel you. Yeah. You're good at plenty of stuff. You're good, dude. Yeah. Don't be mean to yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm just a little annoyed that a set of plugins that I bought uh, two years ago all of a sudden don't work on modern Macs because it just, keep, it just keeps crashing. So I had to pay 50 bucks for a new set of plugins. Ooh. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, if, it makes you feel, if it makes you feel any better, I had to... <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, I had to give a sample of a podcast episode I edited for a job today, so uh, I'm hoping that doesn't tear them and you never call me back. Honestly, <laughs> they just want to see your editing prowess, so you'll probably be fine. Either way, good stuff. Good shit. Yeah, there's that. And also, I have decided to put in a little bit more organization for all of this stuff, so that it groups a little more consistently in terms of importance or category or whatever to make it easier for you, the listener, to scrub through whenever you feel like it. Excellent. Excellent. Mm. <sighs> yeah. Also, uh, just to note, there is a plan set in motion for the fall season. We will get there when we get there. <laughs> and going forward for this show, uh, seeing how we all have... Uh, very different schedules with very different workloads. I think it's for the best that we decide to take the show into what I'm calling the Scott the Waz approach. In that, if you notice on his YouTube page, in the uh, About section or you know, whatever, it's gone to two to four times a month without any real day given. That might be for the best for all of us here for what we do because... There's no guarantees anymore. If the show's out on Friday, cool. Saturday, cool. Sunday, that sucks, but cool. And whenever we record, uh, yeah, we'll just record then. Because if you all haven't noticed, there's been a lot of stuff being announced recently that has sort of gone into conflict with our recording schedule. So I've had to do extra splices every now and then to get that uh, late information in. I'm very annoyed with some companies for doing this away from our schedule. Don't do that. If it makes you feel any better, Alex, I'm getting annoyed at companies that continue to announce new dubs premiering right at the tail end of this year's dubby eligibility cutoff, and it's fucking frustrating. Not because I don't like more dubs, but because that means I'll have to watch potentially more things I was interested in. Uh, well, you know what they say, Andrew. And they don't stop coming and they don't stop coming and they don't stop coming. You shut your whore mouth. It's more work for you too, mister. <laughs> so yeah, um, the fall season's coming up. That's going to be a lot of work. No promises on when that show's going to be done. It'll be done when... Uh... Stuff comes out. Yes. Um, uh, God, what the hell even is the uh, release for some of these? I I think I saw some were pretty late in the season too, actually. So. Yeah. So we'll just deal with that in due time, and uh, I believe that's enough rambling for one uh, new show. So. Let us get okay, some- so- sorry. I need to check on what this fucking idiot and why he's making noise. What are you doing? Continue. 
as I said, a lot of things get in our way sometimes. That's how it be. We have very uh, busy lives, very complicated lives, sometimes lives that get in the way of uh, relaxation. Oh, okay. It's just one of those things that happens. Not much you can do about it except deal with it one small step at a time. Mm -hmm. uh. So, let us get started with what I'm going to call the biggest stories of uh, this past couple of weeks, because it's been a while since we've done a regular show. What we got? Well, we are starting with a pretty interesting announcement and partnership between Netflix and NTV, in that there are going to be uh, several titles coming to Netflix in the not-too-distant future, globally. And this list includes the first 38 episodes of Hunter Hunter 2011, so it's coming back to Netflix. Technically, for us, it's already there. Yeah, it never left for us. Right, oh, right. So uh, it says here 104 countries, so, you know, global outreach. Oran High School Host Club, and what it says here, 190 countries. And Claymore in 136 countries, which I believe those are available now. Um, Claymore is not. I'm hoping that's just a case of uh, Crutchrow has a license over here and they aren't willing to share. Okay. Uh, I am going to do a quick uh, VPN check just to see if, say, I were to go to the UK, would I be able to find that? On Netflix, perhaps? Let me just take a quick look. Did you get Nord or Express? Neither. Uh, I am Surfshark. Me too. Okay, well, okay, not showing up on UK Netflix. Hmm. I really wish there was a breakdown for, like, where these countries or these titles are available. Yeah, that, that that would be nice to you know, know but it's definitely... Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's especially the case for a couple of these. Yeah, because especially. We have, okay, so basically, we don't know if this is going to be for us or if this is just uh, global markets. We don't know. Netflix is not saying anything, but these are confirmed to be heading to Netflix in some markets at a later date. We have Death Note. Death Note, Relight 1 and 2. Those are live actions? Yes. From Me to You, Season 1 and 2. Parasite the Maxim. Nana. Hajime no Ippo, The Fighting. And oh. most importantly, Berserk 97 and Monster. Those... Those are big. Yeah, those are the ones where if they are not available here, I will be very upset. The other, th so I'd say all of these are accounted for in the U.S. except for three, which is Kimi ni Todake from Me to You, Berserk, and Monster. The thing that's interesting about one of those in particular, actually, is 
I don't think we have it on the docket, but if we do, I apologize. I'm pulling it out early. There is a live-action Kimi ni Todoke anime that's going to be coming to Netflix in March. Uh-huh. Ah, uh, good corporate synergy there. Good corporate synergy yeah. there, and it also makes me realize, yeah, Miss America licenses but, are kind by, of by in way, a bit by of the a... Way, by the way, for me to you, it's on Crunchyroll. That oh, okay. doesn't really mean anything for the specific reason that um, that was a Miss America title. Okay, I mean, it, okay, yeah, I guess, but it does, I don't know, maybe make the odds of it being part of this deal over here wonky, but I guess we'll see. It's hard to say, but all I know is if that title's up for grabs, I'm pretty sure... Like, if, like, Natsume's Book of Friends was up for grabs, I think Kimi Nitotake is also up for grabs, too. Uh, that is a fair point to make. I'm just saying, at least for right now, that's where it is right now. That's why I felt like Kimi Nitotake was at least worth bringing up. But, of course, the big, the big kahunas are the original Berserk anime and motherfucking Monster. Yeah, this is significant because... We have not seen anything from Berserk since Media Blasters lost those rights many years ago. And as for Monster, we know the fate of that show. It aired one time through on Sci-Fi and was never heard from again. I watched some of that. And specifically, it's been lost in a bit of a weird uh, legal limbo for years, according to like folks at Dissotech and whatnot. Uh, because uh, some were... Uh, because uh, for those of you who may remember from many years ago, uh, Gerbil Del Toro announced he was going to do a live-action version of Monster. I don't remember if it was supposed to be for HBO or Netflix. It was supposed to originally be an HBO, yes. Yeah, yeah one of those platforms. Uh, unfortunately, it never happened, uh, but uh, thanks to that, uh, the rights for the Monster anime were kind of stuck in limbo until I guess that all got sorted out, and I guess it finally did. Would be nice if that does, in fact, stream here, but it would be even nicer if somebody put it out on Blu-ray! Yeah, and th this is kind of all we know right now. All we know is that these will be coming to Netflix in some areas. We don't know. They're not saying anything, not even in their press release, although they... Apparently, Death Note, those titles are going to be only on Netflix in 14 countries, so... Okay, uh, okay so I do have a... Okay, so I do have a theory. Hey, Miss. Uh, yeah, I know we've talked about this on Discord before, but uh, my theory is, if this is not... Okay, if this is not Netflix, there is a decent chance that, it, that if not Berserk, at least Monster is, like, upper grabs again at NTV, Black Cassie, Full Rise for Back that back and is willing to like sell them out that is a fair theory yeah uh, so if uh, so if not Netflix uh, you know who else has been getting a lot of NTV titles lately Sentai Nana is on that list and we know they still got dibs on Nana uh, Nana, Kaiji, uh, yeah, uh, they have a decent amount of NTV, old NTV stuff, so, uh, knock on wood. I think the most notable thing is, yes, it would suck if we don't get these for Netflix, but you are right, the bigger, more notable thing is that these titles are on the market. 
which in the case of titles like Berserk and Monster, that's a pretty big deal. And with Ava off the table, now we need to start chipping away at some of those white whales. Uh-huh. So we just have to play the long waiting game here. When they show up, wherever they, they show up, we'll know, and hopefully we'll be able to get access to them over here without the use of a VPN, which would be nice. I mean, I'm fine with a VPN as long as, you know, uh, that includes a dub, because um, if we lose that, there's going to be a problem. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, yes, agreed indeed. Yeah, we will uh, keep tabs on this and wait for it to... Uh, materialize. And so we move on to a topic about video games, because this week we had a very weird Nintendo Direct and one of the better uh, state of play things we've seen in a while. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, the real tears of the real tears of the kingdom is for everyone in the UK along the way. Okay, the possibility that they didn't stream that because the direct was the end of the direct was a Zelda called Tears of the Kingdom. That's that's maybe the funniest, stupidest thing I've ever heard. Uh, that's amazing. Don't forget there was that one guy who put up a picture of his Wii apparently being bricked because of the uh, royal mourning period. Was that uh, not what? Was that not shopped? I want to believe it was, but the guy said it was real. So uh, I want to believe. Look, 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 anything's possible. The UK is kind of super fucked right now. Oh uh, yeah, it's it's, it's very bad. It's kind of pretty bad, and it's sort of depressing to realize, man. I saw a thing that a fucking suit that was basically a food bank in the UK is closed for her for her fucking funeral day. Which yeah. I don't like I know authors who use subtlety and they are just fucking putting the gun in their mouth because you can't even write you can't even write symbolism that on the nose without being called a fucking hack. Yeah, uh, yep, I, yep, on the bright side, I did, uh, there was an update to that soup kitchen story, apparently they didn't get enough volunteers, I don't know, they opened during the funeral, but it's still, it's probably that happened to begin with. That's nice, but it is pretty fucked that even happened to begin with. But yeah, yeah uh, today was a good day if you liked RPGs, and especially if you like farm simulators. Holy shit, if you like farm simulators, you are eating oh. good. Well, as for me, I'll be happy with online N64 Mario Party and GoldenEye. Uh, yep, yeah, uh, nice to see GoldenEye back up. Apparently, the online multiplayer is going to be exclusive to Switch and not on Xbox, which is weird. That's extremely uh, weird, yeah. Yeah, uh, 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 it must be uh, something with whatever they're emulating it with. Probably. I guess. I'm also pretty happy about Fire Emblem toothpaste minty fresh edition oh yeah fire emblem fates grand order edition yeah okay no 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 what it actually is is a fusion between heroes and tokyo mirage session get it right alex 
You can't tell me that's not a fate summoning system. Uh, uh, okay, okay, yeah, see, yeah, see, I would say it is Fire Emblem meets Persona, but that is literally what uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions is. So it is basically Tokyo Mirage Sessions actually in the Fire Emblem universe. That's fair. I'm personally excited for Rain Code because that's just the fucking Danganronpa guys doing a fucking extremely Danganronpa looking thing, and I'm kind of down for that. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, good times. I'm having fun talking about this conversation. Well, get ready to not have fun because <sighs> we're getting well, not 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 we're getting, but. We, in general, are getting something... Terrible. Uh, Here's what the headline says. Controversial Dragon Quest composer gets TV drama about his life. The composer in question is... Koichi Sugiyama. Uh, I would hope the the drama is, hey, this guy was a terrible person, here's why, but... That's probably asking too much. This is gonna be a fucking fluff piece, and you know uh, it. Evidently, it has since aired on the uh, on NTV's twenty-four-hour uh, TV forty-five program. No idea how well how well it went over or how not well it went over, but oh god, I'm just fucking uh. I'm still thinking back to, like, the fucking Castle Super Beast segment where they were basically joking about episode names for that. And it's like, oh, Rape of Nan King wasn't that bad. And if we didn't do it, and if it we did, it wasn't that bad. Get over it. <sighs> yeah, that dude was a piece of shit, and he's probably rotting. Yeah. That's each end. So, yeah, um, I don't... Just yeah. just look up U.S. House of Representatives Res- Resolution 121 from 2007. You'll be happy to know that this guy wrote a letter to the U.S. Congress opposing said resolution. Look it up on your own time. What was it called? House Resolution? 121. All right. Yeah, this was uh, not a good sign. Not 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 a good look at all. Like, Kenya, see, did you have nothing better to do for this thing? Oh, I mean, you read it, didn't you? A resolution expressing the sense of the House of Representatives that the government of Japan should formally acknowledge, apologize, and accept historical responsibility in a clear and unequivocal manner for its imperial armed forces coercion of young women into sexual slavery known to the world as comfort women during its colonial wartime occupations of Asia and the Pacific Islands from the 1930s through World War II. Of course. And he wrote to oppose that. Yeah. Burn in hell. Uh, Let's move you can, on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, could have done someone cool. Uh, maybe someone could do a Kazuki Takahashi documentary. That would be nice. You know, Japan's kind of fucked right now when a lot of people are going, you know, maybe the guy who killed Shinzo Abe had a point. 
it's funny because that guy kind of got exactly what he wanted. So he's just kind of outside of like jail time. He's kind of working with a net positive right now. Yeah, that's a big old can of worms there. Quite. But uh, let's clear up this uh, mess with something we have not done in quite a while. Talk about one of my favorite topics, lost media. I've waited a long time to use that music again. I will admit, this is something I wanted to watch ahead of time, but have yet to sit down and really do. But everything about this fascinates me. I'd like to know more. Well, this is an interesting case indeed. So, some of you might know that back in the 90s, Saban Entertainment was kind of on top of the world of kids' TV. One such program that they wanted to make happen, but uh, didn't happen, was a team-up they did with Toon Makers for an Americanized version of Sailor Moon. This has been a search in the, in the lost media world, which is a little bit deeper than I thought, considering we found some lost Toon Heads episodes recently. It's amazing. This comes to us from uh, Ramona, a, 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 a uh, member of this lost media subcircle on YouTube, including the never-released Mean Girls video game, apparently, citing this piece from The Verge. And yes, we now have a look at what Saban Moon would have been. It was very weird. Okay, so I'm editing all this together, and I've compiled some clips from this uh, lost pitch pilot. Um, just a heads up, it, it, if you've seen it, you know what to expect. If you haven't seen it, it's on YouTube. It's a little rough. It kind of sucks. Enjoy the sampling of uh, amusing clips that I uh, cobbled together from the pilots. Once upon another time, once upon another place, our solar system was besieged. Wicked Queen Beryl and her evil forces of darkness captured the outer planet and seized their jewels of power. The princess warriors ruled Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and the Earth's moon. To become absolute ruler, Queen Beryl must defeat the Princess Warriors and obtain the remaining cosmic jewels of power. Sailor Moon was surrounded by her closest friends, the Princess Warriors, Sailor Mars, Sailor Mercury, Sailor Venus, and Sailor Jupiter. Oh, Darian, I've so looked forward to this day. At last, we will be together. We must stop them. Princesses! To your sky flyers. I can't leave you now. There's no time to argue. You must save as many as you can. And that's just from the first animated segment. This is from the live action segment. If you've seen it, you'll, you'll already know that uh, cringe is coming. Vicky, Victoria, can I borrow your lipstick? What? Sure. Where are you going? Don't tell me you forgot. Whoa! 
There goes one of my nine lives. The That's where the presumed theme song goes. Look it up on your own time. Luna, what's wrong? Queen Beryl is attacking the people of planet Jupiter. They need your help. Now, if you've been following along, you can probably pick up this is following the same trajectory of Saban's other shows, like Power Rangers, you know, the monster comes down, Rangers, blah, 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 and all that stuff. Except here, instead of Zord on an alpha, it is uh, Luna, the cat, who is an actual white cat. They kept that in, that's cool. And yeah, so presumably you would get, you know, just simple, you know, day-to-day activities and then boom, attack, gotta go. And as far as the characters go here, the designs aren't bad. Live-action actresses are, you know, they fit the roles very well. It's just the the animation is kind of cheap. Again, this was the mid-90s, so it was to be expected. So let's just skip ahead to the second animated segment. So this is what I missed the dance for? You guys are in for it. And if I break a nail... You're really in for it. Why don't we have a party right here? Sounds good to me, but I think these guys are too out of shape to dance. Why don't we burn off a few pounds? Not to keep interrupting, but... mm, Don't you all just... Love out-of-date, cliche, gender-specific dialogue? Ooh, they're girls. They gotta worry about breaking nails and watching waves. <laughs> we have grown so much as a society since then. Thank God. And we still have these quote-unquote fantastic time capsules to um, cringe at. Take that, tall, dark, and gruesome. Watch out! Ah! Are you all right? Hey, somebody answer that phone. This is where it The rose! It's fading. Look! He's gone. I wonder who he was. I don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know. Vicky? Victoria? I don't know. I just don't know. (laughs) Where are you daydreaming this time, Victoria? Outer space? No, Miss Scrum. I'm right here. Obviously, if you couldn't tell by the fact that this was previously lost for almost 30 years, Nobody picked up with this uh, pilot to order to a series. And the icing on the cake is that the USA Network would get the deke dub of Sailor Moon just one year later, at the very end of 1995. Eh, don't worry, Savant had Power Rangers to fall back on. They were fine. Suddenly, that Cybertron VR Troopers pilot with Jason David Frank doesn't seem so bad in hindsight now, does it? Now, now look, now look, now look. I understand the historical significance of this, but let's be frank, no pun intended. This was not a good pilot. It's good to have as a historical archival piece, but this was not a good pilot. 
But enough of my post-edit rambling. Let's get back to uh, the main uh, topic of discussion here. Back to the recording day we go. I do have to give a little bit of an asterisk to this whole thing, though, because the pilot is part of a like a two-hour-long video, and it's watermarked. I mean, it's how else were they going to get it up? I get it, but 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 still, it, it's just it's a, just a little annoying that we have lost media watermarked by someone on YouTube. Taken, collected, and or borrowed from the Library of Congress, no less. Okay, yeah, that is kind of obnoxious, you know. See, it's one of those obnoxious things, but I also recognize it's the system that they're forced to work with. Because YouTube kind of has enabled that whole thing where even if the actual copyright holder isn't going after it, somebody... faking their way to be the copyright holder is going to try and claim it. Yeah. Fair fair enough, I guess, but I'm not saying it doesn't suck. It's just the it's just the devil's advocate of I don't think the person is doing that because they claim to own it. I think they're doing that because they want this to not get fucking taken down. That that that's fair, but to have like a version of it on like archive.org Still with the watermark, that's just a, just, a, just a trifle bit annoying. That's all I'm going to say. But anyway, back to the topic at hand of what the pilot actually is. It is half cartoon, half Saban production live action. It's cheesy, it's schmaltzy. I can only assume this would have been the quote-unquote girls version of a show like Power Rangers for that section of the TV audience. I was going to say, it kind of sounded a little bit like the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Also like that, but I don't think Saban had any any uh, hand in that. But it's just a little weird to have happy-go-lucky live-action footage from the 90s melding with, honestly, kind of cheap-looking animation, even for, even for you know, 1993 or whatever. Sounds about right. It, it, but then again, it does it does kind of fit that realm of animated TV properties in the mid nineties. Because if you look back on shows like Darkstalkers, Street Fighter, Double Dragon, like even RoboCop, it was minimal work for not quite maximum profits. God, I still remember the one time in a fucking call. Where where fucking Jamal was like any version of Morgana is hot. And then we pulled up the fucking American cartoon Doc Sarkers and was like, "You fucking sure about that, bud?" <laughs> yeah, but it, it is still yeah. cool to have it, j- just to take a gander at what could have been. Uh, I mean, you know, what it is for every gargoyles who have to get other stuff like American Dark Talk. Others, so. <laughs> All things in balance. <laughs> Perfectly balanced. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for your hard work, lost media YouTube people. Keep it up. We uh we appreciate it. It's pretty wild, and congratulations. That's a fucking great find. Yeah. So I can kind of wonder why I never got picked up for a full series because <laughs> it was out there. And also bad. Yeah. 
Alright, and so we carry on with uh, other live-action affairs. Specifically, something announced from Netflix. They will be producing a South Korean live-action adaptation of Parasite. Huh! Neat. Cool. Yes, because this is live Netflix, it will be available uh, worldwide. We don't have much information about when it's going to be coming out. We just know it's going to be in production. We have uh, three names attached to it in, in starring roles. Uh, Jeon Sun-ni, Hu Kyo-hwan, and Lee Jung-hyun. I am sorry if I messed up your names. Along with Yeon Sang-ho from Peninsula and Train to Busan directing the project. And pending with uh, Ryo Yong-jae from Peninsula, Money Heist Korea, Joint Economic Area. I rumbled through all of that. I am sorry if I offended anyone. Now, it says here that this is based off the Parasite manga series, but will tell its own new story, and I think that's kind of a good route to go for it. Yeah, I mean, uh, there were the live-action Parasite movies a while back, and I'm pretty sure those were, like, one-to-one to the manga because, you know, a Japanese live-action adaption, so of course it was. So, uh, yeah, this will at least give it its own identity, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, keep an eye out for it. It'll be coming soon. And uh, speaking of Netflix, we just want to mention this real quick. Uh, what yeah. is going on with Uncle from Another World and its production? Ah, the fucking fun and terrible world of... Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so there's the official announcement, and then there's what is probably actually happening. So, it all began when episode 8 of the series was announced to be indefinitely delayed due to an apparent COVID outbreak within the studio. Uh, yes, that is the official statement. Some folks have disputed that. That would, in theory, be a believable excuse until you find out that was probably a cover-up. And why would that be? Uh, because, as it turns out, uh, episode 8 did not have an episode director. Which... Huh. How? 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 Oh, God, anime. Is this our fault? Did we praise the show too much that it kind of fell off the tracks? Uh, uh, I would say so. Okay, I would say so, but this is just like the state of the anime industry now, which is annoying. It kind of is the state of the anime industry, for better or for worse. Like, a lot of shit goes on behind the scenes, behind closed doors, and usually usually we're not privy or they try to not make it a public show. Yeah, at this point, it is pretty... At this point, it is increasingly clear that almost anything that isn't like... Okay, almost anything that isn't either being done by some big... by some established studio that can do decent scheduling and or is, you know, some big budget title, uh, decent chance uh, behind the scenes that show is on fire. Like, I, I remember seeing, like, Mob Psycho 100, where it's like, this show was done a season early. Like, that never happens in almost 
any other occasion. Ugh. I have here um, an AIM piece from Lindsay Loveridge. The headline reads, Uncle from Another World Insider paints gloomy picture of anime's production schedule. Animator Ipeichi said he pulled out of directing anime's 10th episode because no staff were available. This was three weeks away from air, by the way. That is actually pretty insane. I, Jesus yeah. Criminy. So, I'm guessing as a means to try and t- put out the fire, it was announced that the show will restart its broadcast from episode one on October 6th, with episode eight airing at the earliest on November 24th. So they are basically turning it into a fall anime. As if there aren't enough. Which, uh, by the way, uh, Bleach, South of Your Blood War, it's going to be split, it's going to be four cores, split core, and apparently because its cast is so big, that's going to affect voiceover work for other productions. How fun! I'm gonna be honest, that's really fucking funny. Like, I know that shouldn't be funny, but that's just like, knowing that there are 80 characters in an episode for Bleach is wild, but I'm also sitting here thinking, who the fuck even is in the Bleach? Like, I forget. I can't tell you a single Stern Raider's name. Same. Ugh. Uh, but, so, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, the most important part of that story, though, um, yeah, uh, is, um, is uh, you know, Viz confirmed uh, multiple platforms. So, you know, uh, that whole Disney rumor that's been going around for the it last It will be coming to, and I quote, streaming services. AKA, because they have pre-existing deals in place, Crunchyroll and Hulu. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah, it is increasingly obvious they want to dispel that whole Disney rumor, and they are being, like, legally held at that point to say nothing until Japan says okay. This is about as cutthroat of an NDA as it gets, and they have been working really hard to try and dispel it without saying anything, because they can't. And I feel bad for them, because there was a period where they were just getting spammed in their fucking Twitter mentions on every, every tweet. Like, it'd just be a fucking tweet promoting, like, Snow White with the red hair, and then being, like, boycott Disney or whatever the fuck by a guy with a name like, I don't know, Thick Thighs Save Lives. I will be ready to bury these quote-unquote scoopers. Just tr- trust me, I-, I follow the wrestling industry a little too close. I know how people with rumor with rumor mongering motives work. They always go for quote unquote the scoop, even if it's not true. Which, oh Jesus Christ, what the fuck is going on with the wrestling industry right now? Yeah, this one was particularly ridiculous because, like, literally every known fact was going against this being true. And people still fell for it, including people who should know better, which Jeff. is the part that's really annoying. Yeah, I'll get, it really felt like this was, I don't know what you call this. It, it feels like, um, what, what do you call this? It feels like paranoia, like social paranoia took control and it, then it just turned into like a game of like, uh, werewolf or telephone. 
Yeah. The lesson here is do not listen to, quote-unquote, leakers who have no cited sources. Instead, listen to us. All we do is we just pull articles from ANN and Crunchyroll. That's all we do. We, we also speculate on our ass, too, but we're also not going to pretend we have a source for several of these. Yeah. Sometimes it's just, all right, here's our gut feeling or what we like to, we, what, what we would like to happen versus what we would think is going to happen. Because I remember thinking they were going to do, like, four episodes a month drops for JoJo Stone Ocean, and I was fucking wrong. Yeah, oh, yeah. As like, oh, but you know, yeah, uh, but yeah, listen to us. We, uh, we, we totally know what we're talking about. We, we have all the facts. There's totally going to be a, uh, there's totally going to be a spirit circle anime by Bones held by Rima Matsumoto coming next spring. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> Chet, <laughs> Chet, shut up. I want that. Fuck off. <laughs> you just think I. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm always saying it because it won't be true. Okay, let's, let's, let's get back on track here. We have uh, more stuff to talk about, including citing a report from Deadline, a live-action Paprika series will be in development at Hivemind and Amazon. Let's just get this out of the way. They know. They know they can never measure up to Satoshi Kon. Yeah. Like, they fucking know? You think they don't know? Yeah. They know. Everyone knows. It's, it's very obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, again, this is all we know. It's in development. It'll be, it'll be a, an American-produced series, so, you know, Hollywood. Yes, it will be for Amazon. Uh, Kathy Yan from Birds of Prey will be on board as director and executive producer, along with uh, her producing partner and Rewild's Ash Sorohia, also as EP, along with Jason F. Brown and Masioka. Masi's been trying really hard. That dude has been trying so hard to make these anime, like, live-action anime adaptations real for so long. God bless him for trying. Uh, he's certainly trying. I will say, yeah, I will say the birds of, the birds of prey director is on this makes me, um, slightly more confident because I didn't like that movie. So, uh, hopefully this is okay, at least. Yeah. I think, I feel like the fact that Paprika isn't, like, a huge big IP anymore with a lot of hands in the cookie jar might actually increase its odds of being real. Like, I think they're going to base this closely around the original book Mm -hmm. compared to the actual anime. So that might actually make it a little more feasible to be a reality. So, So I'll give it a shot. I'm... It's hard... Don't compare it to Satoshi Kon because that's unfair and they know it too. We'll keep an eye out for this if it gets further in development. Uh, I imagine the not going to cost a billion dollars to produce unlike a certain other show on Amazon. You never know. 
All right, and uh, now we're going to wrap up our uh, our big pile with news of an English dubcast for a film coming out uh, this week in theaters. Good luck trying to find a theater playing it. Yes, we have the we have the English dubcast of Goodbye Don Gleese. I was able to find theaters with it relatively easily, actually. There are pr- at least one at most two theaters in all of Charlotte playing it. One screening in three days. Oof. Yeah. Wait, not e- so. So do, is it is? Because I know 14th and 20th are sub, and then the 18th on the yes. Sunday is the dub. Yes, at 4 p.m. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. It's not great, but I could I could probably swing it. I think I'm probably going to swing it, because I really do want to see this movie. Well, let's take a look at who's in it. First, as uh, Roma, we have one Adam MacArthur. Uh, Adam MacArthur, you will know as, uh, Patri- as uh, Patrick in uh, Shadow's House. You'll know him as Marco in Star vs. the Forces of Evil. And you'll know him as the guy who is Jennifer Aniston... Jennifer, I oh got it. Which, which, Lawrence? Jennifer Lawrence's number one fanboy, uh, Yuchi Itadori in Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> Very good. As Toto, we have one Nick Wolfhard. I don't actually know what Nick has done. I can tell, I can pull up a couple of things here. We have. Yugo Natsui in Beyblade Burst, Miyoshi in World Trigger, and Graham Nelly slash Blibly in the Smiling Friends pilot. Oh, wow. So, oh! Uh, so, oh, so uh, actual voice. And also actor, uh, the voice that. of Jack on The Last Kids on Earth. Huh. Oh, apparently okay, he's so like, actual voice actor. He's also yeah. in the new My Little Pony thingy. Fancy that. Yep. All right, as Tivoli, we have Victoria Grace. This is a name I do recognize from another work, specifically another one that's a Satoshi Kon work, because she is... I uh, gotta find the fucking credit. She is in Tokyo Godfathers. She is the homeless teenage girl... Hanging out with the squad. Miyuki! Miyuki. Very good. Among a couple other things. I think she's in The Last of Us Part 2 and a couple other anime series, too. Alright. We also have, as drop, Jonathan Leon. I don't know who he is, but I'm going to take a wager and say he is a relatively youngish child actor. Kazushi Yamagishi in Tokyo Revengers. Wait, what? Yeah. He's in Tokyo Revengers? Yeah. Okay, wait. Okay, wait. Who's it? Wait, who did, who did you say he plays? Kazushi. Kazushi Yamagishi. Yeah. Oh, I was wondering who played him. I think he was one of the ones I actually didn't... Where there wasn't a credited actor, so I had no idea. Oh! That... What? Okay! That's what ANN says, at least. I could... I mean, I could believe it, like... I mean, Chris only credited the 
a couple of characters for that show, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, so who had to divide, like, who half the cast was. I'm willing to believe it, and he's apparently also in that dub for King's Raid and Scar on the Praetor. So, wait, is the source's own website? Is the source's own website? That could potentially... Uh, about more info... Please keep going. Please okay. keep going. I-, I will keep going and tell you more members of the uh, dub cast, including... Barbara Goodson, Stephanie Shea, yes, it's NYAV Post, Alan Lee, Laura Stahl, Ben Diskin, Michael Sinter Nicholas, and some folks are doing double duty here. Uh, yeah, so I think the uh, genuinely surprising thing about this is that despite being a G-Kids joint, uh, like a G-Kids joint, and them shipping it, okay, well, no, a NYAV Post funded by G-Kids is what I mean to say. Uh, the cast seems to be entirely Samus voice actors, which is, uh, rare for anything that G-Kids sips out to NYV Post. I'm not opposed to it, though, actually. Because <laughs> this is a film I'm pretty excited about, especially given the fact that it is, um, it is from the team that did A Place Further Than the Universe. And I'm really, really big fan about A Place further than the universe and I would like I would like it to be in the hands of some good peeps. Yeah, I wonder if it was a case where they saw like, okay, this is very clearly a weeb thing, let's just give this to established actors. I, I wouldn't even really say it's a weeb thing. Like they 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 gave it an and MS ah, what was the fucking It has an actual movie rating of PG, so I think they just wanted it to actually be available in mainstream. I, I don't really think it's... And I, I said, okay, well, I mean, a case where they're like, okay, I don't think we need, like, some... They're not trying to... Big they're, name to promote this. They are not rushing or pushing for star power to promote it. Yeah. It's also not getting a, a super wide release, if that means anything, which it probably doesn't. Either way, it's solid cast. I'm very excited to finally check this out. Yeah. I feel like this movie is going to br- to destroy me if I go see it. So I'm looking forward to that. Sounds like sounds like a perfect plan in action to put in a new segment on the show. Movie reports of some kind. We tend to do that. Anyways, yes. I'm going to stop my cat from get doing whatever the fuck he's doing. Okay, you do that. And we will move on to our next section. I have very succinctly called Upcoming Anime Announcements. Because the industry never friggin' stops. And one such that uh, Andrew wanted us to uh, put in here is a new uh, announcement. So new we barely have any details. Coming soon, an anime adaptation of Freyren Beyond Journey's End. Boy, oh boy, I am really, 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 really excited for this one. So, this one's pretty interesting. I read the first volume of it. Jet, I'm assuming you've read more than the first volume at this point. I uh, I have all five that are currently out. Okay, so you're in there. Like, I actually didn't know you about a volume. I did. I've read the first volume of Materia. And the vibe I got from Freeren is 
Okay, fucking Christ. Holy shit, what the fuck are you doing? That certainly is a first impression. I'll give you that much. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, it's a very, uh, interesting story. It has, it has a kind of, uh, interesting grand adventure vibe, sort of, okay, it is sort of similar to, uh, to your eternity in terms of how it does drama, but instead of, like, relentless tragedy, it is more about, like, uh, the passage of time and how, like, we're all affected by aging and whatnot. So, uh, it's, it's a pretty fascinating story, um. Uh, really likable cast of characters it is it's real good <laughs> okay uh considering i'm pretty sure most of the industry is book solid for at least a year i'm gonna wager this is not gonna be coming out for a while i'm gonna give it at least fall 23 for it to actually come out yeah uh, yeah i would say late 2023 20, seems, re- seems reasonable we don't have a studio but we do have a producer, uh, Toho, so, uh, it, yeah, so, that, yeah, that, uh, so if, that kind of doesn't mean much, considering, yeah. they, they work with a repertoire of different studios and clients. Some good, some poor. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. If I were to just, like, throw a dartboard at who I think is likely, uh, I don't know, I would say Wit, probably, maybe. I mean, I mean, okay. I mean, we do know there are at least a couple of studios at Bones that are currently MIA, so maybe, but that might be asking too much. I think the thing that's at least clear or something to keep in mind with this particular one, the important thing to me about um about this project isn't that it needs to be lavish. I don't think it needs to be like incredibly animated, if that makes sense. I think what this needs is good art and good ambiance. This needs a fucking banger of a soundtrack, and this needs to feel like a show that is comfy and melancholy and engrossing. If they get the vibe and the tone down of the show, then this is going to be a real tour de force. Yeah, I am also very curious how this is going to be paced, because I mentioned this before on Discord, but, uh, Freyrid is a bit of a slow burn. And when I say slow burn, like, there are a lot of chapters that are, like, barely self-contained stories, and the actual plot of the story, the actual main plot happens, like, sort of on occasion. Like, I'm on Volume 5, there have been, like, maybe two story arcs and they've only lasted for like maybe over a volume so a little over volume so uh yeah it is a very slow moving story but it is very very cozy and oh, not not cozy but like sh- laid back is correct but it also seems like uh, uh, I, yeah I would say melancholy is probably like the very big melancholy vibes this is like if your favorite part of an RPG is the journey there. If the journey from town to town and like the people and the things around it is the thing that intrigues you the most, this is so your thing. 
I'm excited to see who's going to get their hands on this one. Okay, then. So there's that. Stay tuned for more information as it uh, comes out. I'm sure it'll come out uh, soon. All right. And now we go to the exact opposite vibe because we have our first look at the uh, Megamine spinoff of Konosuba, an explosion on this wonderful world. We got our preview video, and it will be coming sometime next year. Uh, I mean, well, Megamine is the best character, so I guess if we're going to make a spinoff about anyone, uh, it makes sense to go with her, but... Uh... Uh, so, eh, but, eh, but, I don't know, like, uh, the Konosuba offers sense of humor. Uh, it's it's fine for Konosuba, but it has not worked with anything else he's done. I don't even know if he writes the sp- the spinoff series, or if he's just, like, a consultant or not. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is true. So maybe, maybe this will be less mean-spirited, but it's hard to say. I like Konosuba, but I think definitely it's hard to tell how much more Konosuba I got in me, if that makes sense. But I am at least willing to... I'm willing to try a Megami spinoff. <laughs> That'll be very cool to see. Alright, also coming out sometime next year... I don't know how to describe it other than this is absolutely insane and sure. Undead Unluck. So this is a Shonen Jump manga that's been going on for a little bit now and this is one of the few ones where i have i am not caught up and jet does not like so we actually are not the best people to be talking about this one actually uh yeah i uh, i am caught up it is uh i it is currently in the home stretch i don't know how many chapters it has left I, if i had to estimate i would say i don't know Maybe like another volume or two worth of material, but and we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, uh, I like the yeah, I kind of like the some of the central concepts the uh, series is going with. Like it has a kind of interesting power system and stuff, and I do kind of like the world building. But uh, the characters, I do not care for like most of them, and uh, the and the series does not start off on the best foot regarding its two weeds. It's definitely one of those, you're establishing a dynamic and not the best start to a dynamic if your gag is groping. It's got some baggage to it. it. It drops that, but it's first impressions are important oh, okay. and sometimes to be fair, we've seen shows with far worse first impressions recently. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, this, uh, yeah, this is true. And this is where I have seen things with much worse first impressions. But it's also like a pretty awkward first impression for like a jump title would want, for a jump title would want that it would presumably want to be mainstream. So I do wonder whether or not that's going to be a hard sell for like big audiences or not. Hard well, to say. Hard well, to say. Well, David Productions handling it, so maybe that'll be a good sign for some folks. Uh, I okay, mean, okay, okay. You say this, but uh, let's not forget they did a Fire Force anime and uh, a pretty big 
It is a diff- different production company, but the thing to say is you assume David Production's going to be good first impressions. The reality is the JoJo fans are going to continue to find scapegoats to blame for the situation per- per- uh, pursuing Stone Ocean. Don't, don't and it's not quite in me. the si- and it's not quite in the firing squads quite like Urusei Yatsura is, but it is still ongoing production right now. So presumably Urusei Yatsura, uh, Undead Unlock, and this one is allegedly presumed to be happened, but not confirmed, a third Fire Force. Yeah, and um, it has not been confirmed, but I'm just guessing it's based on like how it ended. We are probably getting more Spriggan. Yeah, that, that's certainly a possibility. That did well for yeah. them, cool. Just on that note, because I've seen this come up again in uh, communications, I disagree with the notion that Netflix is doing a bad job advertising that they have JoJo. I'm going to be honest, I kind of agree. Okay, here's my thing. I don't think they are doing a particularly great job promoting it. I don't think it is anywhere near as big of a deal as people are making it out No, like... Yeah, for one specific, for a couple of specific reasons, they made one being JoJo's is a very established property at this point. Like, literally, any like it is well past a point where it really needs to do much of anything to like keep getting sequels. Yeah, if they were going to stop making JoJo, they would have stopped after Stardust Crusaders because that was the most popular one, and they've kept going. So we are probably going to get more. The biggest thing that actually changed was the Netflix release model does not jive with how the anime community was partaking in JoJo up until then. Yeah. Yeah, th- uh, yeah that is fair. And the other thing to uh, yeah, the other thing to consider, literally the worst case scenario is that, yeah, again, because JoJo's is an established property and as I and uh it failing on Netflix is not likely to have much of an effect on it getting future seasons. The literal worst case scenario with this is Netflix decides to wash their hands of it. And it goes back to cultural, which is, you know, basically what you guys want. So, I mean, seriously. Yeah, here's why I don't agree with the notion that they're not doing a good enough job advertising it. Number one, Netflix operates on their own rules. People can just scroll through things and they can find it there. Number two, yes, JoJo is an established brand. It's an established property. People know it exists. If you figure it out hard enough, they'll be able to find it. And number three... Netflix puts Stone Ocean on their digital billboard in Times Square in New York City. I saw it on Good Morning America one morning when they were doing it, uh, some you know remote shot for Dancing with the Stars or something, and there it was in the background. I literally walked past it this weekend. Yeah. I, it was it was a it's a big billboard. It's a big like colorful billboard too. We were doing that like walking to the theater to see Come From Away. It's it was pretty much big in plain sight. That is, yeah. I, I know people are going to say that's that's not the same. That's that's also not nothing. Do you know how fucking pricey Times Square advertising is? It's pretty fucking pricey. Yeah. If you all want to watch it weekly. Nothing is stopping you from watching it one week at a time. I'm just saying. 
the biggest thing that changed is that the 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 fun way people were memeing episode to episode, and that discussion did change. Yes, uh, yeah, so, yeah. That situation is unfortunate, but yeah, it is what it is at this point. And as stated before, at Netflix is not solely to blame for this being put out in like thirteen episode batches. Okay, okay, well, okay, I mean, they are to blame for it being uploaded all at once, but the fact that it is being split up the way it is, is not entirely on them, because, as we mentioned before, David Production is working on a lot of things yes. right now. They are not they, just the JoJo studio an, anymore, and they haven't been for a while now. Yeah, uh, three straight cores of Sodoshin would have resulted in Sodoshin looking much, yeah. much worse than it currently does. There are four entities at play here for why th- this is how it is. Netflix... David Production, Shueisha, and Warner Brothers Home Entertainment Japan. Yes, Warner Brothers produces JoJo. They've been producing it since 2012. That they are. And no, JoJo's not at risk of getting canceled, but does that mean it's could have wind up in multiverses? Who can say? Probably not, but it's still funny. I think there, I think there are too many uh, too many. I think they will result result in too many hands in the pot. So we'll just carry. Oh on yeah, there. That, it's probably not, but I, it would still be funny to imagine. Um, but yeah, um, the one thing I will say is JoJo really does benefit from having fucks in the dub. It it, it actually just feels right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, if you notice, we talk much more about Jojo's than we have on Dead and Luck, but, uh... That's how it be sometimes. It, uh, it, it's, it's a coming. Anyways, Undead Unluck, um, for those who are excited, and for those who like some pretty fun, wild, shonen jump things, maybe check it out, it might be your thing. Yeah. Alright. And carrying on with new stuff coming next year, Mazinger! is getting new stuff. Project G, unveiled by Nagai himself. The video says that Nagai promises the project will, quote, make something amazing by assembling the best staff members in Japan. That is an extremely bold, hyperbolic statement, but you know what? If Nagai believes in them, then fuck it. They're the right people for the job. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, sure, but we can all use more Mazinger in the world, that sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Remember the, how we got a Mazinger Z Infinity movie, and I think it had Dan Green in it? Oh, yeah, it did. I think it starred Jason Griffith, I'm not totally sure. I'm pretty I th- sure he was in it somewhere. I think that was a, I think that was a Cyborg 009 movie. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, I know Jason Griffin started a Cyborg 009 movie, but I think he was in this one, too, maybe? I gotta double check. Alright, you do that, and I'll mention that there is more mecha film goodness coming your way next year, as Subaraya and Trigger have revealed Gridman Cross Dinozenon. It's a movie, it's happening next year. Hell yeah. I'm really, really fucking excited for Gridman Dinozenon. That's the fact that they're doing it in a movie should be pretty interesting, but I'm all for getting that movie and seeing those two crews come together. Uh, so, okay, so I was correct. Uh, Jason Griffith was in that tight was in the Monster Z movie. Uh, he didn't start it though, because uh, the actual stars 
are Mike Pollock and Wayne Grayson. Was that movie just a fucking four kids reunion? (laughs) I'm looking at this cast. This looks like a fucking four kids dub cast. It's pretty nuts crazy. All Mm right. And there's one more new film coming uh, sometime soon. There will be a new Rosa Versailles film coming soon. That's an interesting twist, but hey, fuck it. Uh, yeah, uh, that that is a rumor I've been seeing floating around for a while. That was one of those things where it's like, yeah, this sounds like it would be cool, but, you know, gotta actually wait for a confirmation. And then uh, a few months later, we actually got confirmation, and this is why it's important to wait for these things, kids. Hey, so, like, if this gets a dub, can we bring it full circle and have that have Lady Oscar be Civ Ryan? Please and thank you. <laughs> like, they absolutely knocked it out of the park as uh, Sarasa Watanabe in Kageki Shoujo, whose dream is to be Lady Oscar, and the one picture I was able to get of Civ for dubby-related... Um, for dubby-related affairs and dub-talk-related activities for future headshots, if need be, was a cosplay of them as Lady Oscar. That would be fun. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. Be on the lookout for that sometime soon. Dope. And now we come to what I'm just calling the everything else section, which is stuff that I couldn't really categorize into, well, categories. Just a grab bag of stuff. So Crunchyroll has movies up on their platform since the uh, the great migration of Crunchyroll into uh, Crunchyroll, quote-unquote, is still ongoing. And what you can find now are Afro Samurai Resurrection, yes, the Spike TV original movie from 2008, uh, Bang Dream, Poppin' Dream, that one I don't really know if Funimation had, but they got it. Cool. Might have been a Crunchyroll connection thing, but whatever. Very possible. Also up now, Odd Taxi in the Woods. The recap movie, which I'm told has like maybe five or ten minutes of new footage at the end. It's still cool if you want to get a, a a a good a good refresher course in it. As, uh, yeah, I guess if you wanted to know a certain thing about the ending, that answers that for you. But I am. Personally, okay, not knowing how that ends. Yeah, okay. I'm told it's kind of like the knowing what happens at the end of Soprano thing. Once you know, it kind of loses your luster. (laughs) (laughs) It was made very obvious 15 years ago. It's not that difficult to figure out. I I once had an argument with, like, my film class professor about it. David Chase himself is going, come on, guys, pay attention. Anyways, um, the the other surprising, interesting thing is what else came out last week? Yeah, something called Psychopath Sinners of the System. There are three of these things. I have no idea what they could be about. I didn't even know Funimation or Crunchy even had dibs on these. This was released in the UK sub only, by the way. Uh... Why is the Psychopath series so fucking wonky with licenses? Yeah, uh, and here I am, uh, hoping against hope, even though I know it'll never happen, uh, for Crunchyroll to uh, finally decide to go back and 
Uh, so, uh, go back and dub the uh, expanded version of season one. Ah, uh, that's probably never happening. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, I mean, it, it, I mean, if nothing, I mean, if nothing else, it's a good excuse to uh, recast Scott Freeman. That is true. I mean, do you, I mean fair, but like, uh, spoilers for Psychopath season one here. He's already dead, so like, you don't have to worry about him reprising. I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well then, uh, also up uh, by the time you're listening to this now, anyway. Uh, Mamoru Hosoda's The Girl Who Left Through Time, uh, Sword of the Stranger, and Black Butler, Book of the Atlantic. Those are some pretty great gets, actually. That's... I don't know why Crunchyroll is suddenly able to get a bunch of movies to stream on their platform. Presumably not as limited time, but, like, just to stay there. But fuck it, I ain't complaining. That's some good gets. Yep. Mm. And there are more to come in September on the 21st. So, uh, this coming Wednesday, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Just in time to coincide with the Japanese Blu-ray release. So now you can watch it, and that's a very good movie. You should totally watch it. Yes, do that. Yeah, uh, especially because uh, it is going to be homework for season two. And also, Kaylee McKee as uh, Yuta is fucking incredible. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Also, coming up uh, this coming Thursday, the 22nd, we have four free movies High Speed, Timeless Bentley, The Bond, Timeless Bentley, The Promise, the recap movies, and Roads of the World, The Dream. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sorry to say, I so don't really care about anything that happens in free past season two. That's fair. That is very fair. I was having, like, a thinker earlier, like, when I saw a tweet from... God, I forgot what YouTuber it was. Um, I know she's done a bunch of great videos and investigative stuff, but basically talking about, like, man, Yuri on Ice may be, like, the biggest fumble in anime history in regards to the iron was so hot it was never been hotter it was as hot as it ever was and mappa the producers basically just kind of left it to die left it to die while everybody else took the football that it wanted to take like, say what you will about what happens to free after a certain point, or if you think the quality dips, it saw the potential and ran with it to its logical conclusions. It did it, because it saw that the fucking demand was there. Counterpoint? Hiroko Utsumi leaving Kiyoani kind of uh, diminishing returns. Yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah, not uh, even that's not the point I'm making, Alex. The point I'm making is that the company and the people working on it saw the value of this thing that was successful and didn't leave it dry for years. Yeah, uh, yeah. Meanwhile, Sayamoto has basically not done anything since your eyes, which is frankly criminal. I legitimately I I they Mappa keeps saying they're going to do something with that. 
I continue to not believe it. Okay, yeah, well, I was like, I said, I said, I, yeah, I said, I said, I said that on Twitter, and I will say it again. At this point, we need to all accept that if Yuri on adolescence happens, it is not going to be at MAPPA, and frankly, it'll be better off. Yeah. Sorry, I had to go on that tangent just because I had been thinking about that all week. Yeah, yeah, there's that. By the way, Andrew, this is Revenge. September 29th, Cody Yoss, Lelouch of the Rebellion 1, 2, and 3, and Lelouch of the Ray, semicolon, Surrection. Oh, let's talk about the opposite. Let's talk about what happens when you run something too fucking long and nobody fucking cares and I fucking hate it. I fucking hate this so much. Stop making Code Geass a thing. <laughs> Fuck you. Code Geass for the next 10 years, Andrew. Suck my motherfucking dick. <sighs> I, uh, they could have just kept making more Tiger and Bunny. But instead, they had to wait a decade to do that, and we got more code gas we didn't need instead. God, they fucking retconned it, too, man. Ugh. So dumb. So dumb. So dumb. Yeah, uh, there's that. More movies coming in October as well, so stay tuned. I'm very excited to see what, what other movies they get to add in October, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And now we take a look at G-Kids as they are uh, branching out to other platforms. These movies can be found on Hulu, Lupin the Third the First, Ernest and Celestine, White Snake, and A Cat in Paris. That is a nice. good selection of movies. Lupin the Third's great, and I've heard fantastic things about both White Snake and Ernest and Celestine. And for those of you out there who have uh, a subscription to Shudder, these movies from G-Kids are on there. Bird Boy, The Forgotten Children, Extraordinary Tales, Masaki Yuasa's Mind Game, and Satoshi Kon's Perfect Blue. I was having a discussion earlier where it's like, does Mind Game count as a horror movie? And then I was talking with somebody and they're like, if the movie looks like it would be if the movie looks like it would be a scary bad time if you were high, then yeah, Mind Game is about as much of a horror movie as it gets. But it's a good-ass movie, though. Uh, good selection from Shudder here. Mm-hmm. It was amazing to watch the Tsunami in 2018. Mm-hmm. It was wild. Yeah, that was during the April Fool's thing where they had it as a sub-only night, wasn't it? That was pretty yeah. rad. I know a guy that was extremely mad about that, by the way. It was very funny. Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on here. I'm uh, just throwing this in here just, you know, because it's something from Gravity Rush. Deadline has reported that there will be a Gravity Rush film in development between uh, PlayStation Productions and Scott Free Productions with Anna Mastro directing, Emily Jerome, Jerome writing the script. And that's kind of all we know. I really feel like this would have benefited for an anime adaptation compared to a live-action one, but that's just me. Oh, what could have been? Either way, <laughs> I'm just glad that Gravity Rush isn't being completely left to die. This is something. And that's, sometimes that's all you can really hope for. It is. All right. Coming to theaters over in our neck of the woods very soon, 
from Crunchyroll because of a certain other thing that happened, most likely. Mobile Suit Gundam, Kukuru's Dones Island. The film is coming to theaters in the U.S. September 27th and 28th, and there will be an English dub. That's pretty uh, goddamn wild. Yeah, uh, weirdly, they have not announced the dub counts despite it coming that soon, so I'm hoping it's not a case where it's literally the week of and they say here's it. Yeah, I feel like it's probably... I feel like they're going to keep the same cast and continuity as Gundam The Origin. Probably. Mm-hmm. But it would be nice to know for sure. Yeah. Fair enough. It'll also be screening in Canada on September 29th, October 1st. Australia starting September 29th. And in the UK, well, uh, it's not To happening. be determined because some old bitty bit the dust. Yeah. TBA. Yeah, the Irish people I know are pissed. I can imagine. Okay, now for something completely different. College football season is back, and at the USC Trojans uh, home opener... (laughs) They're called the Trojans. Yes, that's very funny, I know. Uh, By by the way, this is at... um, Oh, you know, uh, the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. They had a halftime show involving One Piece. What a uniquely inspired and very, very strange choice for a marketing stunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very interesting to have the, the uh, USC marching band play One Piece songs. But it all culminated with a video reveal that One Piece Film Red will be coming to theaters in October. Uh, scratch that. Uh, apparently, it's going to be coming out in November now, for whatever reason. The technicality is it is still coming in October, because it's going to be screening at New York Comic Con. Fair enough. Yes, we it is apparently confirmed from... Uh, the the uh, from an official confirmation, it will be released in theaters across the U.S. Here that is November fourth, and this very well timed because that would have been well that would have been the original release date of the Flash, which uh, <laughs> oh my god, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Yeah, um... Uh, we, we don't have time to unpack all No, that. we don't. Just know that the film industry is kind of in a weird place since they front-loaded summer with, you know, everything, and they, there's not much left. <laughs> and there's also no money for a certain company. When your best bet is The Rock and one of the worst press tours I've ever seen for a film... Uh, is don't worry darling anyway I do not know please continue without me for a second everything I've I've seen about this film tour do these people all hate each other like this is like anti-hype I don't want to see this I don't care anymore Uh. oh lord yeah it's coming out November 4th and from what I understand, this is, I think, the biggest One Piece film in terms of box office 
ever? Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, biggest box office in Japan, and, and uh, I was reading the review of it about A&N, and it sounded, and that was really positive, so I'm pretty excited to see the sale. So far, we're over uh, 13.87 billion yen, or $97 million, meaning it's the number eight all-time anime film in Japan, and number 14 all-time film period in Japan. Yeah, yeah, um, so some friends were saying this in Discord, and I kind of agree with the sentiment. It uh, would be nice if the dub goes the route of getting an actual, like, professional singer for this, if entirely possible, for Uta. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get another Avril Lavigne situation this time, though. Probably not. Wow, this movie even beat Top Gun Maverick in Japan in terms of uh, opening. That's impressive. Well, uh, we'll just carry on. And uh, speaking of October, yes, the, the fall season is um, cataclysmic. Uh, also announced for the fall season, Berserk, the Golden Age Arc Memorial Edition, a TV edit of the film trilogy. Uh, yeah, which tells me that, uh, which if, which again, I guess, because we like to speculate on this show, uh, my thought to say this is, yeah, this is only to testing waters to see if it is viable to make more Berserk anime. Huh, you know, I didn't even think about that, but that is a bold, fair claim. The question at this point now comes down to fucking who. Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, because so, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, the interesting thing to note uh, about this recut is, uh, according to Casca Seiyu, uh, this has new footage that was not in uh, the movie releases. And uh, new footage means uh, that stuff has to be re-recorded, which means uh, they can't use the existing dub audio, which means we've got to get a new dub for this. Yeah, which is especially tricky on the grounds that I don't think Mark DeRyson's doing anime dubbing anymore, and... Yeah, so uh, we are left with uh, two likely possibilities, uh, assuming Chris Roll gets this, which is probably the most likely scenario, let's be real. Uh, so yeah, so we're left with two with two likely scenarios. Either they go for the Bang Zoom cast and it's uh, Keiji Tagan's guts, which... So at which uh, circumstances aside, he was a perfectly fine guts. So I would not be opposed to him coming back. I would like to or... see him moving and animating to lips that aren't cursed. Yeah, or they go full scorched earth and it is entirely in Texas. Questions, TBA? I'm going to be honest. Neither of those is off the table. Yeah. Let's wait until... Someone calls dibs on this first before speculating on the 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 deeper details. Hey, you want to see me tempt fate? Hey, Alex, wouldn't it be funny if they, somebody announced dibs to this right as you're about to finish editing? Andrew, wouldn't it be funny if a new season of Code Geass got announced too? <laughs> Fucking bite me. There, I have counteracted cringe with more cringe. We may carry on. And we shall, with this announcement coming uh, in the spring season, 
the long-awaited second season of The Ancient Magus Bride. I am very, very happy to be getting another season of Ancient Magus Bride. I actually did not think we were going to get one. I just assumed, oh, they were going to talk about the third episode that's about to come out of that OAD thing, but nope. A second season. I don't know what's going on, but it's 2017 all over again at Crunchyroll, and they're making up for lost time, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, I'd imagine this is going to be the same staff and crew that worked on the OADs at Kafka, so I'm not worried. Everything I hear about those, that's still pretty good and pretty solid in general. Yeah, and, uh, that's yeah. It. I mean, if I mean, if nothing else, they got the most important person back. Jinichi Matsumoto is sold into music because, like, the OSC for Vegas Pride is a total banger, and, like, if he didn't come back, I'd have been very upset. That's fair. And it still looks really good, and I'm excited to see... I'm excited to get more of Chisei and the squad. That that was a good cast. <laughs> cool. There's that. So, yeah, look forward to that in the spring. And I'm just going to throw this in here. Uh, stuff you can find on Netflix for September. Uh, of course, Still Notion, set, second batch is up now. So is The Return of Bee and Puppycat, which I hear people like. Isn't that... God, it's so crazy, but Pee and Puppycat's still really cool, and a lot of people are still really happy to see it back. And it's kind of a soft reboot, but also a new thing. It's confusing, but fuck it, I like Bee and Puppycat, I'm glad to see it existing again. Mm-hmm. Verb is fucking dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. There's that. Oh, and uh, speaking of uh, long-awaited uh, returns... Freedom Planet 2 finally released on PC. Yeah, that's a sequel that's been a long time coming. But it's been that's, like seven that's pre- years. That's pretty good stuff. Yeah, still com- coming out uh, next year on console, but whatever, okay. Also, now, now up on Netflix, Cyberpunk Edge Runners. It has a very interesting dubcast. That is, oh god, please tell me I'm not going to read that right now. No, um, you don't have to, but I, I do want you to mention the one name attached to it. Uh, let me get his full name. Uh, I'm guessing you want me to talk about Gina Carlo Esposito? Yes, preferably yes. It's also got Ian James Corlett in there too, which is pretty wild. On top of a couple other, like, notable voice actors, like, uh, the, the lead heroine is Emmy Lowe, Matt Mercer's in there, uh, among a couple others. And, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I watched the first episode earlier, and I actually liked it, which um, surprised me slightly. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, it's Maishi, so it was probably going to be fun, but my expectations were not super high, because uh, a lot of these co-pros tend to be not good. So, uh, yeah, I was surprised I liked the first episode. Look, if you're giving the keys to the kingdom to fucking Hiroyuki Imaishi... You're gonna let him steer. <laughs> Man, better call Saul got snubbed at the Emmys this week. That sucked. Yeah, I saw people being like, "Man, they got a fucking heart attack, and you could have given him a statue." Fuck off. Uh, okay. Also, up uh, this week on Netflix, the second half of Bastard: Heavy Metal Dark Fantasy. Cool. Which is fun. Also, this new uh, film, Drifting Home. 
I'm sorry, I know Drifting Home's a cool movie, and it's also from Studio Colorado. I just thought of a joke. Man, is it a fucking wild that Bastard's probably not going to have full frontal um, genital nudity, but Cyberpunk Edge Runners does? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, uh, yeah, I was watching. Yeah, yeah, I remember I was like surprised Cyberpunk had like full frontal nudity. Uh, it, it, it wasn't just T, it was also V. Yeah. Well then. I I I should be shocked, but I'm like, I've seen Hiroyuki Imaishi shit. I've seen dead leaves. I've seen sex and violence with mock speed. Which that was part of like that whole an- animation expo thing where me 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 was from. Okay, there's that. So yeah. Uh. <laughs> I, this is this is an awkward segue, but uh, coming up on the twenty third is Pokemon the Arceus Chronicles. So more of the new Pokemon anime, good stuff. Yes, it's, it's, it, it ties in with uh, Legends Arceus. Yes, uh, yeah, it is specifically the uh, OVA, the OVAs that were exclusive to Amazon in Japan. So I guess I had to get that sort of out. What? Yeah, long story for that. God, anime is weird. Yeah, and out on September 24th, Football Alchemist to Final Alchemy. The third live-action movie. The third, the final, the first. These movies aren't good. Like, it's patently obvious these movies are not good. They're for somebody, but they're also not for I. Yeah. Get that paycheck, Dubcast. Ah, uh, yeah. Do what you gotta do. And uh, sticking with uh, major platforms with various levels of content, this came out of nowhere. We have a Western original project for AMC Plus and High Dive called Pantheon. I'm told it's pretty good. I've yet to see it yet, but you can actually find the first episode to watch for free on YouTube and on High Dive. Yeah. This is a production of uh, Titmouse. We have Craig Silverstein on board as showrunner, along with folks like Antonio Canobio, Chris, and Shannon Pranofsky as executive producers, with Ken Liu credited on the original work for this. I'm glad that those Titmouse guys are still getting work for stuff and that that project isn't getting canned like so many others yeah. under the Warner umbrella. Yeah, of course, we have an interesting uh, cast list here. I can't say dub cast because it's not a dub, it's just a cast. It's prelay. Yes, cast, a cast list including the likes of uh, Christia Mantopoulos, Rasa Jeffrey, William Hurt, Ron Livingston, Taylor Schilling. Aaron Eckhart, Rosemary DeWitt, Paul Dano, Katie Chang, and Daniel Day Kim. That's a pretty good cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth checking out. And uh, yes, we have the first fruits of the AMC High Dive partnership coming out here. There's probably a couple other animated projects that they could easily find that are on AMC Plus to also bring to High Dive. Maybe not that Better Call Saul animated spinoff thing. 
I know there's something called Ultra City Smiths I found out about, and that's a that's like a fucking uh, puppet thing. It's very odd. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool. It's worth checking out. It's at least worth giving a shot. All right, and now we get we get to talk about a little bit what's happening with Tsunami because well, uh, apparently. One Piece is back because Toei wanted it back, which is cool. And apparently since uh, Sony has decided you're not working with them anymore, thus breaking like a 20-plus year partnership. The wheels still remain in motion. Housing Complex C will premiere on Tsunami on October 1st. I'm sensing there's a but in here. No buts. It's going to premiere on October 1st. We're probably going to get a commercial for it either this week or next week, and it'll just play out. I figured the the but was going to be the whole thing about we saw on Twitter where it's like, yeah, we have to kind of go through somebody else to confirm when we can or can't market certain stuff now. Oh, there's that. So. <sighs> Lordy Lou, these people. Man... Fucking giant corporate mergers are pretty bad, but usually not so blatantly this bad. Yeah. We got layoffs. We got CNN not knowing what the hell they're doing anymore. We got all this crap. They literally fucking got the Trumper guy just killed billions of jobs and productions because he decided let's make CNN like Fox. Anyway, let's just uh, carry on. Housing Complex C looks cool. Hope it's good. Yes, there there was more good news to be found because while uh, DC fandom isn't happening this uh, fall, which, oh, I'm so sad for all the insane Zack Snyder cultists who aren't going to get to yell at people this time around. I'm shedding a tear for them and wiping it off my finger because it's disgusting. There is good news to be found. They are doing a Batman night on Tsunami this Saturday. We're getting Batman Hush, which, eh, that's okay. It's fine. And the best Batman movie ever made, Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Back on Toonami for the first time in 21 years. That's not how you say Return of the Joker. Okay, Return of the Joker is the second best Batman movie. Mask of the Phantasm, it barely ended it out as number one. They are very very closely tied. It is top tier uh, cinema, yes. Yeah, yeah, Mask of the Phantasm is it's real good. Like, I still think back to that scene that when like Bruce in the cemetery that that is like the realest Batman scene to ever exist, and like nothing in the live action movies has ever come close to that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's gonna be an all Western night because we have Primal up at midnight and Samurai and Shogun as time filler at four fifteen a.m. So hey, plan ahead. But uh, if you don't want to uh, stay up, just, you know, hit record it. Or just watch the movie on HBO Max. It's up there. Don't worry. Or if you're like me, you have a Blu-ray copy, just watch it whenever you want. That's true, too. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, this movie is good. It's really good. It's a pretty good movie, I recall it. Oh, yeah, it's very good. <laughs> oh, I fucking missed this was on the... Oh my uh, god, we're actually going to talk yes. about this. 
because we're, we're, I'm going to I'm going to try and cap these off with something a little lighthearted. So um, okay. Would you? I, I I will set I will set everything in motion. So okay. Internet polls have been a thing for a while on Tumblr and Twitter. It's just a thing people do. And if y'all haven't noticed, Reagan Arataka is a very popular guy. He is, in fact, the definitive uh, twink dilf of the internet, as confirmed by various polls. Oh, my God. And we were so close to the Reagan sweep happening because there was one more... What, there was one more poll to win. The ultimate Tumblr sexy man poll. And the finals were Reagan Arataka versus Sans Undertale from Undertale. It was such an intense battle. And Sans won by 0.2%. The upset was so great it killed the Queen of England. If Reagan had won, maybe the timeline would have altered and she would have lived for a couple more months. Who can say? I just... I don't know how it started. There's just been a bunch of wild, like, Twitter polls and tourneys going on, and somehow Reagan got entered into several of them that he doesn't even really qualify for. He's not a fucking twink. He's not a fucking dilf. He's not even a sexiest woman. But he just kind of stumbles his way into them and accidentally wins all of them. He he is also not competing uh, next week for the AEW World Championship, but don't let that tell you otherwise. He's going to be there. And then Toby Fox chimed in. Oh my god. This insane yeah. guy wrote a fantastic piece of lore to cap this whole thing off. If I may, <clears throat> having cheated his way to the last round of the competition, Reagan finds himself face to face with Sans, who got there by doing literally nothing. Although Reagan has an early lead, he decides that if he wants to cinch this, he's going to have to collude with this competition. He's surprised when Sans, who was entered in the contest unwittingly by his brother, he didn't know what the competition was for, is glad to help him win free of charge. They both run a series of debates where Reagan dismantles Sans by proving how utterly unattractive he is. As the debate continues, Reagan puts on a boy band style makeup and works out to become extra attractive. However, mysteriously, Sans's vote only seems to be increasing despite this. Sans mentions that Reagan forgot that being unattractive is one of the key tenets of becoming a popular guy on Tumblr. Okay. Emotionally crushed that he possibly ever wasn't actually attractive at all, Reagan considers falling out of the competition. 
However, he's cheered up by Mob, who says that Reagan should remember what he taught him. He should have confidence regardless of what anyone thinks of him. And yes, I am intentionally talking like Eyepatch Wolf here. On the final day of the campaign, Reagan shows up with rings under his eyes, a five o'clock shadow, and a dad bod. Without saying anything, he takes out a sandwich on stage and stuffs it into his mouth. He follows up with his special attack, putting his fingers in his mouth like that one picture of Peter from Spider-Verse. The audience cheers, and Reagan's polling makes a massive comeback. In the end, the results are revealed. Sans won by a single vote. Reagan can't believe it. One vote? How could he lose by one vote? Even that stupid skeleton voted for him. Bob shows up and says offhand that since Tumblr sexy men are unattractive, he wanted Reagan to have self-confidence, not rely on what other people think of him. Therefore, he voted for Sands. Reagan doesn't know how to feel about this. I don't know what goes on in Toby Fox's head. This was amazing. That man <laughs> is the single most humble, powerful, galaxy-brained motherfucker maybe in the entire entertainment industry right now. We we really do not deserve Toby Fox. Man is doing Pokemon music and beating Masahiro Sakurai's ass in Smash Brothers. He is <laughs> living the dream of dreams. It's fucking crazy. God, <laughs> that is maybe the funniest thing I've ever heard. Also, people were talking about the fact that one posted his first art in like a month or two or like a while. And it's fucking uh, Reagan in a fucking uh, bathing suit with his toes out on a beach. <sighs> it's like. There's so much going on there. What a what a you know. All right. This was a good little uh, detour. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> We're so close to the Reagan sweep. So close. Broke her heart. Killed her dead. And now the entire country of England is fucked beyond repair. Possibly. Along with uh, Ireland and Scotland and Wales only by proxy because... Oh, God. God damn it, I'm just realizing this is going to push back the Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared TV show. Something, uh, yeah, something, something, monarchies are bad. Something, something. Um, monarchies suck. Yeah. Anyways, that was a good, good little thing. Let's, uh, let's do the things and then call it a night. Yeah, and we will cap this off with our home video roundup, of which we have plenty, starting with... Crunchyroll for November. On November 1st, we have, I believe, a reschedule, Irina the Vampire Cosmonaut. It's been kind of rescheduled a couple of times now, but this is sort of like the definitive final date for Real Z this time. Supposedly. Yeah, and we also have part two of season one of Moriari the Patriot. Cool, 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 cool. I like Moriari the Patriot. I'm excited to see 
the other half of the dub premiere. That's some good, good stuff. Or did it premiere already? And I'm just this is it on uh, video. Yeah, it probably premiered, and I just have not gotten around to watching it on streaming. Uh, it did premiere. Damn it! Fuck. God, there's so it's many. Too, there's so many. It's too I much. hate it. I can't. Fuck. <sighs> okay, we have our first Ellie of the month, the Dungeon of Black Company. Sure. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. I'm not yeah. upset. I'm just really okay. Okay. All right. Whatever. All right. We also have Dog and Rumpa Baseball, aka Tribe Nine. Fun show. Had a f- fun time uh, revisiting this one recently, and that is a very, very good dub. Okay. On November 8th, we have Fruits Basket Prelude. I cool. should pick that up because there was... I, this was the one I couldn't find screenings of near me. I was pretty pissed. Yeah. And we have Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maidess. Neat. Okay. Neat, neat, neat. November 15th, we have Given and the Given Movie. Yes! One of these is cool. The other one, I didn't know that they were dubbing already, but now we know that the given movie is also being dubbed, too. That's that's pretty good. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty good. And uh, also, as a side tangent, uh, Crunchyroll, please, 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 for the love of Christ, like, add signs and text subtitles to dub tracks. Like, I've been trying to watch a given dub, and the lack of that has been, like, a problem. It's it's only getting worse. They're not even, like, going back and adding them anymore. It's, it's like, actively frustrating. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, there are increasing number of dubs that are, like, borderline unwatchable because of this now. It's just this level of, like, some of these, you could just watch them on the Funimation app. But given you can't, so. Sucks to suck. <sighs> well then, up on November 22nd, we have Drowning Sorrows in Raging Fire. Uh, I actually do not remember what this is. I think it's a Dongwa thingy. Yes. I believe so, yes. I believe it might have been a Billy Billy project. Sounds about right. Okay. We also have part two of uh, Realist Hero. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I think this is going to go in the big box that already exists. Yeah. And we also have the Hiki story. Uh, dope. I should actually finish that show. That's another one I really should finish. I liked what I saw of that. Yeah. It's, it is very dense. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's got vibes. And on November 29th, we have rescheduled Season 3 of Fruits Basket with the Ellie. Yeah, hell yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, okay. And we have a complete set, Season 1 of Love Live Superstar. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Wonder if when we're going to get the dub of Season 2. Sometime. 
And now for right stuff, asterisk a crunchy roll company now. Yeah, it's it's not gonna stop feeling weird. Uh, yeah, oh oh uh before we get to there. Uh in regards to right stuff's quote unquote adult label, uh critical mass, that has been spun off and sold off to another company. It is the co- it is the cheapest company you can think of in terms of uh, adult content. I don't actually know what that is. So you're you're better off. Also, um, buyanime.com is the spun off home of all of that stuff. So uh, incognito mode tabs, guys. I guess Arrow Anime Store is a little too on the nose for the. Uh billing companies yeah you you, you don't want to have your bank call you up and say uh what's this why do you have a 525 dollar order to arrow anime store yeah discreet billing it uh, goes a long way especially with these uh anyway right stuff uh we only have a couple things here out on October 11th, we have the first set of Gundam Seed Destiny. Mm-hmm. And on November 8th, we have Gundam Build Divers Re-Rise. Neat, neat, neat. And additional, additional notes in regards to the Dirty Pair Kickstarter, it's going to be pushed back a little while longer because of uh, delays in getting uh, well, voice recording done. There are other factors at play here. Uh, Jessica Calvello is busy for normal, busy voice actor-related reasons. Uh, The other VA is busy for completely other reasons outside of voice acting and has a very busy schedule, and they have to actually coordinate travel for her. Mm -hmm. So that kind of slows the process down. Mm Mm-hmm. You have a little more time to get ready, and you know, then it'll be ready. Mm-hmm. It will. Yeah, it'll it, be worth it. It will come. It will come. Will be worth the wait. All right. Uh, from Viz, we only have one thing here: a complete four movie collection of the Bleach movies. Cool. Uh, cool. Cool. Is for somebody. I'm not even going to pretend I remember anything about the movies. Yeah. For completion's sake, enjoy! Yeah, do that. Uh, Media Blasters has a thing again. Out on October 11th, I think. Nighthead Genesis. (laughs) Nighthead. Wouldn't it be called Nighthead Mega Drive in other countries? (laughs) See, I was going for a blowjob joke, and you went for a video game joke. I, right. well played, sir. Okay. Mm. All right, from G Kids, out on oh, <laughs> out on November first, we have two things. We have Summer Ghost. This is a okay. short film that actually seems pretty interesting to me, and pretty cool cast, which I don't have in front of me, and I don't feel like pulling up. Right, and we have the wide release of the Bell Steelbook. Nice, good stuff. I should get around to saying that, maybe. God, yeah. I really should. It's on my shelf, but like you know, buying anime 
doesn't actually mean watching it. I wanted to get that steel look from Target and it was sold out. Then I got my 4K set right after I watched it on HBO Max. Mm -hmm. Damned timing, but uh, yeah, Bell is uh, very good. It's a very good movie. All right, from Sentai, we have a very interesting middle portion surrounded by not great stuff. First, out on November 1st, we have Fakely Linear Prima Ilia number two way. Yeah, it sure is more Fakelid. I think it's Twy or, or, or is like a play on Zwy, but Twy. It, what, it, it's more Khalid. Yeah. It's more Khalid, and it's for somebody, but that's somebody, even as the more adamant fate fans here. Uh, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to say far, far, far away from that one. Yeah. And I'm told some of the later ones are actually really good too, but uh, that requires doing homework through the other stuff. <sighs> well then, yeah. And now we get to the interesting part. On November 4th, we have Sentai's first 4K Blu-ray release. Kind of. It is Royal Space Force, The Wings of Onomize. This has the movie on 4K Blu-ray with a special booklet and a storyboard collection, reportedly 430 pages worth of storyboards, along with an audio version of the pilot film never before released, a background music collection accompanied with image boards, a document file, which is a documentary video of production scenery and interviews with Gynax staff released back in 1987. This is a very, very big release here. It's $130. But that's because this is an import from Bandai Namco in Japan. That checks out. It checks out. It's pretty cool. It sounds beefy. I'm still not going to buy this because I'm not going to blind buy a movie for 130 bones. I, I, I can tell yeah. you the movie's very good. Maybe not $130 good, but I can tell you I do have the movie. I've seen it. It's very good, except for that one scene. You all know what it is. I have the Bondi Visual Onomize Blu-ray and DVD set that I got at a used store for like 20 bucks. And I have a VHS tape that I got for, like, a dollar. <laughs> I'm kind of tempted to pick this up. I'm not committing yet because, well, this is coming at a very, very bad time. Um, Bayonetta 3 comes out, like, the week before. Ooh, yeah. Also, some other things are coming out around the same time. A lot of stuff coming around the holidays. I don't think this is going to sell super hot, but, you know, maybe they'll have, a, like, a small allotment set for it. Uh, I, I think they know uh, yeah. it's not... I think they know this isn't going to be, like, a huge seller, but I feel like it's one of those cool business deals that's going to lead to bigger opportunities in the future. Yeah, uh, yeah, to which a uh, completely random... To which a completely random tangent, but that's what you mentioned, made out of three. 
Uh, gotta call out Nintendo uh, for going the very good friends route with Bayonetta and John. <laughs> you know better, guys. Don't do that. Ugh. All right, moving on. November 8th from Sentai, we have a triple shot of Kinero Mosaic, Kinmosa, Kinmosa Pretty Days, and Kinmosa Thank You. I uh, literally no idea what any of those are. Uh, it's a chibi, cute girls, cute things, anime. Do you know that shot of that one girl in a pirate outfit, outfit saying, show me the booty, I want the booty. That's what that's from. I actually don't, so I'm just going to take your word for it. Yeah. It was kind of popular in around Tumblr many years ago. Yeah, it probably was. Yeah, it's um, chibi moe stuff. All right. I believe what we have here is a new skew from November 15th, Sakura Trick. Uh, yeah, uh, Hyper Yuri Fetishization, not for me. I would have liked to see a David Wall joint, but I feel like that's long since passed, so it's what it is. Yeah, Sakura trick. Just go watch Bloom Into You instead. Or you can watch Kase San and Morning Glories. Both are good, too. Yeah. November 22nd, we have Princess Principal, Crown Handler, Chapter 2. Cool. Cool. That's more Princess Principal. Yeah. And November 29th, we have a new skew of Listen to Me, Girls, I Am Your Father. I don't even know what this is, but I, from that title, I don't think I want to. I know I've heard of this. I don't remember what it's about. Yeah, whatever, let's move on to the next company. Yes, we'll move on to our last thing. Disco text releases for November 29th. Side note, if there's something you want from Disco Tech, buy it. Shenanigans yeah. are afoot. So if there's something you want to get from them, don't wait too long. Anyway, November 29th, we have here uh, Simple Gear AXZ Season 4. Uh, only one more to go. Huzzah. Yep. We have Sherlock Hound. That's a good one. Yeah, that uh, remaster looks very nice. It does. We have season two of Cat's Eye. Cool. We have Tales of Symphonia, the animation. Yeah, also cool. Uh, side note, that remaster does not look like a remaster. It looks like a port. Yeah, kind of does, yeah. Yeah. We have Legend of Dinosaurs and Monster Birds. I do not know what that is. It, it's that live-action monster movie that was in the first season of Mystery Science Theater. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. It was a Sandy Frank film. And we have Urusa Yasura, Always My Darling. Uh, yeah, they sure are a lot of Arisa movies. Yeah. They were not going to be done with the series, though, because we have uh, the series to look forward to. Uh, yeah, but uh, we still got to figure out who uh, has to reboot. So that'll be fun. We will find out hopefully soon. Yes, the fall season is upon us. 
And with that, this show is done. Because the fall season is upon us, and we have to prepare for it. Oh, goody. We're gonna make a fucking leaf pile, and then we're just gonna jump in and suffocate in it. Plans or emotion mm. to help, oh, you know, lessen the blow, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I am very tired and ready to call it a night, gentlemen. Yes, any final words Same. before we head out of here? Um, video games are cool, and I'm very happy for all you farm fucks out there. You were eating good today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're reminded that the first official Splatfest is happening next weekend. Hopefully they fixed the frickin' game balance this time. I was, oh, I was, oh, yeah. I was, oh, yeah. Uh, we didn't mention it, but uh, congrats to Splatoon 3 for becoming the fastest selling game in Japanese history. Yeah, holy shit. That's <laughs> yeah. good, good for the Squid Kids. That's a big fucking margin, especially for a shooter in Japan. That's pretty fucking nuts. Yeah, uh, I'll, get, I will, I'll get Splatoon 3 eventually. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I got it the other day. It was the last one on the shelf at Best Buy. Really should pick that up. I yeah. missed the boat on Splatoon 2, but I really should play 3. Uh, yeah, I got Splatoon 2, like, very recently, and I wasn't doing it. And, so, and then, like, literally right afterwards, 3 got announced, and it's like, oh, well, I guess I should wait for that now. Uh, <laughs> that's how it be sometimes. So, uh, yeah, Splatoon 3. Go. Join us for the Splatfest. Uh, we'll be around, you know, somewhere. All right, and with that... This show is done, so thank you all for listening to Podcast ONA. We hope to come back next time for something. We hope plenty's ahead, aside from the usual uh, seasonal stuff. Maybe Andrew will talk about Goodbye Don Gleese next time. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. So, until then, um, splat on, Splatoon kids. That, that's what the kids say, right? Splat on. That's not what the kids say. No, that's not what that's not what they say. It's you're a kid now. You're a squid now. <laughs> I try Good night, to everybody. That's why. Right. Bye.